title of the message tonight is Our Authority. If you're taking notes, we're going we're gonna to go all the way back, first scripture. I'm going to go all the way back to Genesis 1. <laughs> so we're going to go through one verse at a time all the way to the end before I quit today. You know that's not the truth. Verse 26 in chapter 1 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our own likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. In other words, he created Adam and Eve to have dominion and to have authority over the earth. And everything in the earth. Well, we know we know what took place. You know, it's interesting in that set of scripture where it says likeness. The definition of that is exact duplication in kind. Also, it's in that same definition, dominion on earth as God has in heaven. They had the exact same authority. God gave them the authority over the earth. Now, picture that. Then we know what happened. They were deceived, and they were told not to eat of one tree. He said, you can eat of every tree in the place, but not the one. And what's interesting about it is the one was the tree of good and evil. And what he was after, is what he wants now even, is he didn't want you to know the difference between good and evil. He only wanted you to operate in what he told you to do. You know, they fellowshiped in the garden. And they had, they had all they needed, everything they ever needed, everything they ever needed to be told, he was telling them. Like the Holy Spirit does us now. He tells us the truth all of the time. But when you went to the tree of good and evil, you fell into sin because then you started making a choice on what you thought. And everybody here gets in trouble with your own thoughts. Where we, the interesting part about it is, he then had to do something about it. Well, we know what happened. Satan took over. You know, interesting, too. Let me read Ephesians 6, 12 to you. This is, this is what we are fighting because Satan is still the God of this world, but he's not the God of you and I. And he's always attacking. So what do we fight? I think we forget this. Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that we be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, we know the wiles is the thoughts you have in your mind. That's where our problem's at. Bear with me, too. I've lost my good glasses. I've had a lot of things go crazy here. I've lost my good glasses. Don't say a word, Drew. I've lost my good glasses, and I've just got a pair that I'm trying to read from. He's always making fun of me because I'm losing sunglasses all the time. For we did not listen. Listen, this... If you get mad at your wife, if you get mad at your husband, it's not them. I mean, if you get this revelation, it'll change your life. It's not them. Listen to what it is. If you get mad at your neighbor, it, it doesn't make any difference. If you get upset and you're not getting your way, number one, <laughs> that's another old story. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That is a whole lot of stuff. 
compared to just our mind. But because he ate of the tree and we started having our own decisions on evil and good, the enemy then come in and through the powers of darkness and through everything that's around us, through all that he puts into us, we are constantly battling with a realm that we don't most of the time battle. Most of the time we try to battle in our own thoughts because they ate the tree. But if we could recognize that our fight is in this, the spirit of the realm. I'm, I've got a situation going on right now, been going on for years, and I know that there is nothing I can do about it. And I know if I try to do something about it, it may cause complete destruction. That's why this scripture is so powerful to me right now because I've had a revelation on this, but I got, I got like, you can't fix this, Ronnie. We've got to do it in the spirit realm. But see, we have authority because of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get into that. We have authority because of Jesus, the same authority that was given to Adam and Eve at the very beginning. And my job is to bind and come against the powers of darkness and all the principalities and all the rulers in dark places and all these things. Uh, let's, say, uh, let's say a person have a, has a spirit of control, a Jezebel spirit. And I could go on with different spirits. If they have that, they don't even know they have that. The enemy is so good at deceiving us that we think, for example, my dad had a horrible spirit of control. I mean, it didn't matter. He controlled everything that was said in the house. He controlled everything. That's just the way it was at our house. Well, that was a spirit. He thought he was right in everything that he did. He thought his ways were always right. In, even in when he was a boss of the mines, he was better than the ones that was ahead of him in his mind. But that's a spirit of control. We have the authority. He'll never break that. God's got to break it. But we can break it by our authority that we have and bind that spirit and come against that power of darkness that's on that person or on, maybe you even recognize on yourself that you've got something wrong and you can't break it. Alcoholism, Dr. Pepperism, it doesn't matter what you're hooked on, that's a spirit. And once you see it, you have a little more power over it, but if you don't use the name of Jesus and you don't use the authority that you have, it's not going to change. And this is what took place here. Jesus came to break that stronghold for us. And Jesus came by faith. We have the authority. And I'm going to go through some of that. But we've got to recognize that, that Jesus came on earth and walked in the reality, the kingdom come, thy will be done. He walked in the reality that we can everyone here walk in. He didn't come to show off. He come to show you what you could do. He come to show the disciples, I walk in love, I walk in forgiveness, I walk in power and anointing, I walk in the authority. They, words were said about him. He spoke with such authority. It's because he knew what he had. He knew, you know, if you follow the scriptures, he said in the word, I cannot do anything. And that's anything except what the Father tells me. See, that's how it was supposed to be for us. We weren't supposed to have the good and the evil. That's right. We were supposed to be in such a place in our life, and Adam and Eve was the first. They fellowshiped with God all the time in the garden. They didn't even realize they were naked because there was no shame in any of that. 
because the enemy is what puts shame on, shame on us. But we've got to recognize we have this same authority. He come and he walked the earth as a man. He was not a God. He was a man. But he knew who he was listening to. And we're the same way and have the same authority. And we can walk in that same exact thing. In Luke 9, 1 through 2, example, Jesus sent his... Jesus sent his disciples out. He said, He called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. What's the kingdom of God? The reality of what he was doing on earth. The kingdom of God, it says, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He wants us to live in, a, in right standing with him. We are righteous because of the blood of Jesus. But he wants us to walk in right standing, walk the right way, walk in love, learn to forgive, let God take care of the problems, and live in peace and joy. That's what the kingdom of God is. And that's what Jesus walked in. He never got upset about anything. He had control of everything. When he did get down on the, on the Sadducees and Pharisees, he was told by God exactly how to do it, and it was anointed, and he touched hearts and touched lives and changed lives. But we've got the same thing. We've got every bit of this. Luke 6.10 said they departed and healed everywhere. <laughs> Could you imagine? Kind of like... Kind of like Jeremy was saying, isn't it amazing how everything can go good, go good, and then all of a sudden you just feel like, <sighs> before church, I mean, all of a sudden I went, I went, are you kidding me? Now, what am I going to do this? I, I was a half hour at home trying to get stopped to, to begin with, and now all of a sudden I had blood on my hands, and I'm like, what's going on? I got to preach in five minutes, and I, eh, whatever. Really, it's got to be Whatever. You know, what did I do? Okay, Lord, what do I do? Go back to James we've been teaching here. You don't know what to do, ask him. Then he says, I'll tell you. Then he says, I'll answer you. Exactly, I'll take care of it. So I said, what do I do? He said, drive home. Get that nasty taken septic stick and touch your lip. And then I got it on my tongue. And now my tongue feels about that big. And <laughs> You all don't know. Some of you women never had it on you. It, oh, quit, Ronnie. Ah. But it stopped it. Yeah. I mean, this, the simplest things in life the enemy tries to take. He'll take the smallest thing going on and he'll try to ruin your day, ruin the situation. I, I'm allowing, I'm just being honest with you, I'm allowing stuff that's going on to pull me down. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself tonight. I can't, I'm too old, number one, to have the cares of this church pull me down. I can't go there. There was a time when I was young enough, I just would have spit and snorted and took care of it. But some of the stuff that goes on, you can't do that. You've got to let God take care of it. But you've got to recognize, and that's why I'm preaching this tonight, you've got to, we, I've got to recognize who's really got this. I've got to recognize what's taking place. I've got to recognize what Jesus did for me. He, he submitted to the word of God. He submitted to God to go to the cross for us. Because he knew that when he died for our sins, that would take care of our problems. That's where our problems at. Our old nature keeps rising up. See, if we walked just listening to him, we would have no problems. 
But there's not a person in here that doesn't battle all the time with your mind, your will, and your emotions. But we've got to recognize he fixed all that for us. In Colossians 2.15, it says, having disarmed, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Amen. When he died and went to hell, he, he wasn't a sinner. He lived on this earth and never sinned. Well, how come he never sinned? Because he didn't follow what Adam and Eve did. He followed only the voice of God. So when he got to hell, Satan couldn't keep him. So he got through out of there and he rose again. Now, if we know the scriptures, the scripture says that if you believe that Jesus died, you also believe that he rose again. And then the scriptures tell us that we then were given the same authority. You wasn't assigned to go out and heal. There was one time he sent 77 out to heal. But when he rose again and you believe by faith, then you're at a place where you have his authority and you have everything. That resurrection, we're, we're seated with Christ, the Bible says. If you abide in him, he abides in you. If you're, the Bible tells you that if you're a believer, you're in Christ. Well, you can't get any more in Christ than you are in that seat. You are in Christ. So you have the authority. And we let, we let the little things in our life, we let the, the problems in our marriage, we let the problems in our relationships, we let that pull us down to where, in fact, we should never get to that place. Lisa's still going through and going to be going through for a while missing her husband. But the enemy is after her to pull her out of church, out of everything spiritually, and she's just got to stand her ground because she knows her authority. The only way I made it through was knowing my authority. The only way I'm making it through every day now is knowing my authority. The only way you may make it through when you have a diagnosis of cancer is knowing your authority. Well, what do you mean? Well, how come you still had cancer? How come you still had surgery, Ron? I made it through. I don't know what God's doing with all of this, but I made it through. But see, fear would try to come on you when problems come along. Fear would try to tell you how things are going to be. Fear, would, fear is the totally opposite of faith. Faith is totally, totally coming to that place in your life where you just trust. Colossians 2.12, blessed, ble, <laughs> buried with him and raised with him through faith. I know that I have authority over the demonic forces. I know that there's spirits over this town. I know there's spirits over territorial spirits. I know I can go to Cutler and it's a different spirit than it is in Stillville, and it's a different spirit than it is in Chester. You, when you're sensitive, you recognize the spirits that you're battling, and you just tell them to get out. It's, it, and you don't have to scream at it. You don't have to get in a plane and fly over it and, and come against it. What used to take place? But there was truth in that. Fact is, we learn who we are in Christ, and then when we recognize a problem, we just tell it to leave. We recognize the spirit on one of the kids in the household, and we just spoke to it, and it left. We recognize the spirit that's on my wife Connie at the time, and we spoke to it, and it left her and went in the dog on the front porch. Truth, true. He started wailing around. I just stepped out, opened the door, recognized what was going on. I said, get out of here and get off my property. He just laid down and went to sleep. You say, well, 
that's weird. No, that's the authority that you have when you recognize you have it. And we have that. And I'm not talking about just coming against sickness and disease. I'm talking about everyday life where you get bummed out. Everyday life where depression tries to get to them. Everyday life when you're battling addictions. Everyday life when you know you've got a sickness that doesn't need to be there. Are you going to talk about the sickness or are you going to speak to it? Are you just going to, well, well what if it doesn't change? What if it does? And aren't we better off to speak life over our situations? Carol had lightning flashing in her eyes just the other day. And I was talking to her on the phone. I said, Carol, that's your retina tearing loose. Go. Let somebody look at it to make sure it's not tearing loose. It's just signs. I don't know how it come out, but here she is. Wasn't detaching. But I'm telling you what. When you start, I don't know who all has ever had this, but when you start seeing lightning in your eyes and you know mine tore loose on both, both of them tore loose and I knew what was going on with the second one, fear tries to get on you. What do you do? Oh, it's like, oh, my gosh. I didn't want to go to St. Louis, but I drove myself to watching you. I said, I'm going. Yeah, we, you, don't get, you, don't, you don't walk in fear. But you just immediately go, okay, God, what's going on? What do I do? And that's the authority that you have. I'm not talking about just the authority against sickness. I'm talking about everyday life. A wife that drives you crazy. It's not her problem. She don't know she's doing it. I'm not talking to you either. She don't know she's doing it. Let's just reverse it. This big man's driving you crazy. There's no sense nagging him and bugging him about it. Just pray about it. That's the answer. That's the only answer. Nothing changes in any of us until God does it, until the Holy Spirit does it. But we have a position and a place where we can bind the adversary. In Matthew, it tells us to bind. Whatever, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Well, sickness is not in heaven. So if I got... Uh, Brad or Chris, one of them, had a high fever one night. And we went in, and he, I mean, he was hot to touch. We went in, laid hands, and I said, in the name of Jesus, fever, get out of here. I bind the work of the adversary. And I felt, his, I felt my hand just get cooler, just like that. I should live in that every day. We don't have to make a spectacle about it. We just have to know we've got it. We just have to know when, when, when you come in the house and you feel like things aren't comfortable, make them comfortable. You're bringing the Holy Spirit. When you go in the midst of a crowd and you don't feel comfortable about it, don't, don't walk in insecurity. Just walk in boldness of Christ and just allow the Spirit of God to, to move for you and work for you. Speak before you get there. Almost every time I go to Walmart, I ask for a better parking place and I ask for favor when I go in. That's authority. See, we have authority. We, we change, every one of you, everywhere you go, changes the atmosphere. If you know what you've got. If you've not been taught and you don't recognize what you've got, you're just like the heathen. You're being followed by, your, you're being led by your emotions. If you wake up and you put your feet on the floor and you don't feel good, you better not speak about it. You better just say, I feel great. God's got this. I'm going to be all right. That's the authority we have. Sometimes it works. Some, let's be honest. Sometimes it don't. 
But I'm telling you, the more you do it, the more authority you recognize you have, the more you can push through hard times. I don't care in just normal relationship with people. The best thing you can do is stay honest because God's in integrity. Speak the truth and let God take care of it. It's just so much easier. Let's let's look at let's look at let's look at Ephesians two. Let me get there. Ephesians two. I want to read one through seven. This is what happened to you when you believe that Jesus died and rose again. Because see, He died for your sins. Let me let me, let me go out before I go there. Listen, I I maybe misunderstood. Let's let's say that. I misunderstood what I was taught. I thought that when I went to the altar in the little Methodist church and repented of my sins and asked Jesus to come into my heart, I thought that I was forgiven for everything I did prior to that. Well, I was, but I thought that's all it was. Then I lived until I was, thir for, that was 12. I was 12 years old. Then I lived from 12 years old to 32 years old, thinking that every time I recognized I made a mistake, I had to repent, and I, I, I just, I just, I just was, my gosh, wh what if I make a mistake? What if I do the wrong thing? That's not how we're supposed to live. He died for my sins, past, present, and my future. God looks at each one of you as totally sinless. Perfect. The enemy wants to drag you in your past. The enemy wants to, to put condemnation on you when you make mistakes because you're all going to make them. Now, should you repent? Absolutely. When it comes up in your heart and you recognize you did something wrong, oh Lord, I'm, you know I'm you know I'm sorry. Thank you for forgive. Thank you for forgiving me because he did. But see, when you get in that state in your life and you recognize that you've been made righteous and you're walking in right standing with God, it changes your whole life. It changes your whole thought patterns. Listen, listen to what it's, you are. And you made, and, and, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses of sins, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who'd we walk through? Who'd we walk by? Who led us? Who directed us before you were born again? The enemy did. The principalities and powers that are in this world were directing you. you. You didn't even know you were doing things wrong. You just were directed wrongly by those powers of darkness. That's why we've got to get this stuff in us so we know how to walk. It goes on. It says, it says, according to the prince and the power of the air and the spirit of now works and the sons of disobedience, among whom also once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. See, you were. Before you were born again, you didn't even know you were a mess. You didn't even know you were going to go to hell. You didn't even know, but once you recognized that he died for your sins and you went with him, when you, we're seated in heavenly places right now in the spirit realm. We're perfect. We'll always be perfect. But this mind, will, and emotions is not perfect. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you were saved and raised up to us together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, 
that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He designed it so we could live in this realm. He designed it so we can live in the reality of the kingdom of God right here on earth. He designed it so you could always forgive. He designed it so you could always have agape love. You know what makes me sick to my stomach? A person that does not walk in agape love. They only love if you do just what they want you to do. And everybody else they just shun. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Who are we supposed to be here for? The broken. The ones that we really don't want to be around. Because <laughs> see, if you don't want to be around them, they're, they're not like you are. But Jesus came for every one of us. So we've, we've got to recognize we've got this in us and we've got to love the ones that are unlovable. We've got to love, the, that's, that's who we need to draw in to grow and mature in Christ. They don't have everything you've got. They're still immature in a lot of ways, so we're, not, we're just going to, does church just become a, a club and you hunk with the ones that are just like you think they should be? No, that's not what church is. Church is loving everybody. Church is having agape love, and if you don't have an agape love, Grow up. <laughs> I was reading today, and I think it was Corinthians, and Paul said, you guys, I can't even give you the meat of the word. You're still immature, and you're still arguing with each other. You see, if we're arguing with each other, we want our way. And you're not mature, and you're not walking in agape love. Everybody has an opinion, but nobody, nobody needs their way all the time. I'm telling you. In Ephesians 3, 8 and 10, it goes on with the same theme, 8 through 10. It says, to me, Paul's talking here of how bad he really was, but yet God's grace is so sufficient. Listen to what he says. To me, who, who I am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles this unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all through Christ Jesus. He's basically saying, listen, the kingdom of God is in each and every one of you. The kingdom of God has been given to you, and it's been given to you, it's, a, it's been a mystery that we have the same power. And then he goes on, and he says this, this is the reason. He says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and to the powers in heavenly places. We're supposed to be telling the enemy, get out of here. Depression, get out of here. There's a new movie out, just started the third and the fourth. Steve and Tina got to see it, don't you? I know. Uh, the name of it was Sound of Freedom, about trafficking. Now, folks, you tell me there's not a spirit involved in that. Horrible spirit. My own personal opinion, this is not judging, it's just saying my own opinion, that kind of person, there's not a big enough hell for them that could take a child 
and sell them for sexual favors. Now tell me that's not a spirit. But see, we have authority over that. But we've got to be aware that it's going on. So it might be good to see the movie to really recognize what's going on. But see, things go on. I mean, I could start at the top of the government. And we know things that have went on, how, things they've got by with. We need to be binding the adversary and, and, and asking the Holy Spirit to speak to their lives and that they would get saved. And That's the authority we have. And we start speaking to the, the, the household of problems. We start speaking to the problems we see in the church. We start speaking to the problems, not the people. Because the people don't know they're doing it. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm doing and saying things that I shouldn't be. You don't see what you... you, you we're, we're all... <laughs> Don was in the car with me the other day. Oh, Greg and Cindy was with us. And Don didn't hear what I had to do, what I was saying, so she did this back to them. That's how we are. With all of our... You get mad at your wife? It's only because you want your way. It's the truth. That's the spirit. Things don't go right someplace, so we're just bad. That's the spirit. But see, you don't get mad at the person. You bind the spirit. You come against the spirit. Matthew 18 tells us, bind. We have the authority to bind. Anything that's going on here that's not supposed to be, anything that's going on here, if it's in heaven, it's allowed here. If it's not in heaven, it's not allowed here. We understand that. We, there's murder, trafficking. I guarantee there's not trafficking in heaven. I guarantee you every kid's blessed. I guarantee you. Man, look at the scripture. It says to put a millstone tied to you and throw you in, a, in the ocean. You know, if they don't get it right, they got troubles. But see, we've got authority over this kind of stuff. We've got authority over the problems that's going. We have the authority. It, it, it comes down, really comes down to recognizing and understanding we are in a new reality when you're born again. It's new. Blessed those that, I mean, it, everything's backwards. Everything's backwards in the kingdom of God. Everything's backwards. Well, I, I don't have to forgive. No, you do have to forgive. But I'll never forgive that person. No, 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 you do have to forgive that person. Give and it comes back to you. I mean, if you're not a giver, you're, you're always going to be strapped for money. Why? Because that's a principle. Why? Because that's the kingdom of God. Why? Because... He asked you to to get this... You know, it's interesting about tithing, for example. He says, give 10% back. And what does he say? So I can complete the work so we can all go home. So you say, well, what's that got to do with authority? I can say, Lord, I give more than a tenth. I'm a tither. So I thank you for meeting my needs. And you know what? He does. And he always has. From the day I started. And now I just give every place I can give. You know, now, Carol needs a good tip. That's blessing. That's a blessing. You say, well, they shouldn't get that. No, give them 25, give them 30, 35, 40%. I know some people that if the bill's $30, they give 60. 
That's all part of our authority. It's all, it's all a big package that we have because we know, we know by the word we're going to be blessed. We know he takes care of us. We know and understand that we're in the kingdom of God and everything we do in giving, sharing, forgiving, loving is all the authority that you have in what God's doing. Will change your life forever. You cannot outgive God. You can't outlove God. You can't do it. And the Bible says you reap whatever you sow. You give love. You give forgiveness. You let things go. My favorite little, I got a little block of wood on my desk. It says, let it go. That's, I, need to, I need to read it. I need to turn it so I read it every time I walk in. Just let it go. But don't forget about it. Pray. I bind the powers of darkness over this city. I bind the powers of darkness. I can't tell you the times that we were two days from needing fifteen, twenty thousand dollars when we were building this building. Right. Tina would come in and say, "We need so much money." Kim Shelley, when the money was really having to move some money, she'd say, "We need twenty grand by the end of the week." What do you do? You don't worry. You use the authority that you have. Lord, bring it in for the north, south, east, and west. It's just like now. We've got empty seats. Pray for the seat next to you. Lord, thank you that next week somebody's <laughs> going to be sitting here with me. You can't make them. You can't put condemnation on them to get them to church. That's dumb as a box of rocks. You pray. You say, thank you, Lord, for taking care of this. This is your church. And I'm getting old enough. I don't care anymore. He knows my heart. I might as well just speak it. But Lord, bring them in. Give us the authority we have. Let us, let us recognize the authority we have. Father, I thank you. You have given us everything we'll ever need. Why we struggle, I don't know. We've allowed that, that tree that was picked from in the Garden of Eden to, to live in our life too long. Help us to recognize, Lord, that all we have to do is what you tell us to do. Everything good comes from above. Every good thought comes from above. Anything else, we thank you that we're just going to set it aside and not even pay attention to it and walk in the authority. When sickness comes on, we're going to speak against it and tell it to leave. When depression hits, we're going to tell it to leave. When addictions come on, we're going to tell it to leave. In Jesus' name, we use the authority that you've given us and we know that we know that we know that we have it and we're going to watch our lives change from each day get better and better and better. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. My lip made, made it, yeah, made it through the whole. <coughs> Need prayer for anything, I'll be up here.